jet with them after I'm president. So you get rid of that motivation. You say, look, I can't take a dime from anyone for personal gain. You're going to pay me enough so that you know I work for the people. But that's it. We have mm-hmm. to stop worshiping the almighty dollar. And that starts from the top. And it, this raise can go into effect the president after me. I really do not care. We just have to clean up our government so it actually works for us. And it's clear that I that's the case. I don't have a problem with that because I feel like presidents are public servants. And I feel like all public servants need to be getting paid more money. Teachers, police officers, But a four-year $15 million deal? I don't. It's, you're the president. That's a lot. You man. get up, you get more of your ball players than your freaking like entertainers. Why shouldn't the president get four million a year? Yeah, and, so. and 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 then say no more uh, profit taking after that. I think that's a fair deal. He ain't got to pay no cable bill, no house bill, no mortgage, no car. Still no, a no tough plane job. Bill. Still a tough job, sir. Uh, apparently, I don't, I don't know. My my wife was uh, reading Michelle Obama's book, and apparently they <laughs> account for like White House like household expenses and like you had stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read I read his book. Yeah, they pay for all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah they do. Oh. Yeah, St- uh, Stockton, California. Um, they're they're going to be the first American city to experiment with free money. Yeah, I, I was with uh, Mayor Tubbs on a panel um, just a few months ago. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think it's tremendous that they're funding these basic income trials in Stockton. Mayor Tubbs is a great guy. Uh, I know some of the people that are funding that trial. Uh, but I will say, guys, like this, it's embarrassing that a lot of the money for these trials is coming from private individuals. Because mm-hmm. coming in the 60s and 70s, the United States government was giving money to thousands of American families to test out whether this sort of program works. Mm-hmm. And it should be the public sector leading the charge on this because we're entering the age of AI. We're going to have self-driving cars and trucks in five to ten years. Thirty percent of malls are going to close in the next four years thanks to Amazon. Two and a half million call center workers in the U.S. are going to get replaced by AI. There was a study in The Guardian that said the, the median African-American household net worth is going to be zero by 2053. Like in 34 years. You guys see that study? No. Well, yeah, you should look it up. And so why are they forecasting that African-American net worth is going to go to zero? It's because of this economic tidal wave that is coming. This economic tidal wave is going to wipe out many working class jobs. Uh, and it's going, to be, it's going to be the equivalent of a natural disaster. And we know what happens in a natural disaster. Who suffers? Poor people who don't have the resources, people of color. Uh, and the same thing is going to happen in this. So that's why I'm running for president. I can see the tidal wave coming very, very clearly. How do you? Why, why? So presidential candidate, I believe his name is Andrew Yang, goes on the Breakfast Club to sit down with Charlemagne and Angela Yee and DJ Envy at the beginning of, or I'm sorry, at the end of last week. Over the weekend, people are studying the interview. He makes a comment uh, about uh, African Americans. He says the the estimated net worth in the next 30 plus years of the African American community is zero dollars because uh, there's an economic tidal wave coming. So then we have to ask ourselves, well, what exactly is he referring to? He's talking about AI, he's talking about robots, engineering, and he's saying that we are moving into an automated society. Now, this is something that I saw prior to me leaving my corporate job and starting my own company. This was something that I saw coming. I didn't know what date it would be. I just I saw in the in the far distance that this this little world that I was in 
was slowly going to be automated out and it would be no need for me. And so a decision had to be made. And then you get into business for yourself and you play the game of capitalism. And then as you do that, you look around and you start noticing uh, what is currently going on on an economic scale, on an economic level. When you do that, you sit back, then you can start seeing that, okay, we may have a problem here. Many of the, the jobs that are going on today that people go to school for and they go out and work are going to be automated jobs. And so if we're not thinking differently on how we're going to create value in the marketplace, if we're not thinking differently about how to do that, we're going to miss out on one of the greatest wealth transfers in the history of wealth transfers. The estimation uh, for the community having zero net worth is because we uh, we have a huge chunk of people who are holding jobs that are easily going to be automated. We hold those positions right now. We hold the automated job positions in the community. And for those who are doing anything that is uh, possibly going to be automated, you have to start looking at owning your own businesses and you have to start looking at playing a different game where you're creating value outside of your company creating value for you and giving you a paycheck. You're going to have to make that decision today because the tidal wave is coming. Now, one of the greatest things that you can do in life is figure out what you want to invest in and have a direct profile of the exact items you want to invest in. It's very important to know exactly what you want to attract into your life. When you're making an investment, you want to invest in something that will be around for the next 10, 15, 20 years. You want to have something that will have significant value like that. So would you invest in a career that you know is not going to be here in 15, 20, or 30 years? Does that make any sense to you to do that? If it doesn't make sense for you to do that, then why are you investing your time, energy, blood, sweat, and tears into areas in which you can be automated out of? Why not reposition yourself inside of the industries in which are going to profit you by using the same skills that you used in your previous areas? It's time for a switch. It's time to play this game of capitalism. But with capitalism, there's an awakening that you need to have. With capitalism, you're going to have to understand that that's a different game within itself that may need some, some additional changes and additional study that a lot of people may not have put time and energy into looking into yet. The game of capitalism is then where you go into And once you walk in, there's no turning back. Uh, The president spent a lot of time using the S word. 
Mm, Socialism and socialist. Um, It was a not too subtle, um, I don't know whether it's a dig or a enhancement. I'll I'll let you decide. I was flattered. Okay, (laughs) fair enough. Um, You have said you are a democratic socialist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Can you be a democratic socialist and a capitalist? Well, I think it depends on your interpretation. So there are some democratic socialists that would say absolutely not. There are other people that are democratic socialists that would say, I think it's possible. What are you? I think it's possible. I think Do you say to yourself, I'm, I'm a capitalist, but? I don't say that. Okay. You know, if anything, I would say I'm, I believe in, in a democratic economy, but. Gotcha. But. The butt is there. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so in some ways, whether it's you're coming from, say, Elizabeth Warren's perspective, where she says, you know, she says things like, uh, I'm a capitalist, but we need to have hard rules for the game. What does the um, private sector do better than you know that the private sector, look, government should stay out of X because yeah. the private sector does that better. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things. There's a lot of consumer goods mm-hmm. where the private sector works. And by the way, I think it's important to delineate that just because you're in the private sector doesn't you can be in the private sector and be a democratically socialist business worker cooperatives are a perfect example of that um it's not about government takeover it's about how much do workers have a say in your business do you have workers on the board do workers enjoy a a decent amount of the wealth that they are creating or is the majority of these profits going to shareholders while you're paying a worker $15 an hour to live in a New York City apartment? And so that, to me, is the difference. It's not that public the public sector is democratically socialist and the private sector is not. Um, it's really about a more nuanced understanding of how our economy should work. month ago, AOC was on uh, Meet the Press or uh, sitting down with Chuck Todd, had that conversation about understanding capitalism, kind of what her views are uh, in that particular area. And she gives an interesting take on how she sees capitalism. And then this week, uh, she, or this past weekend, she sat down at uh, South by Southwest, I believe. There was a conference going on, and she began talking about economics deeper. And of course, people on the right are all up in arms about it. Um, I think it's something for for us to look at and try to try to at least digest it first. And then as time goes on, maybe we can revisit this episode and, and use this as as evidence of information to give a full uh, response to this way of thinking. I think it's too early to tell because I think everyone's kind of sh- reshaping a new thought of where they want to take this thing. We just need to know that there's a tidal wave coming. That's the most important thing. And so we got to listen to every viewpoint possible to see, well, how do we make sure when the tidal wave comes and automation comes and takes away all these jobs, there's, um, we're on the right side of history. There's something in place for all of our families. So we're not wiped away. Sadly, if people are not paying attention, they will be wiped away. 
they will be wiped away. And that's why it's important right now just to sit back and listen. Capitalism isn't, to me, is it's an ideology of capital. It puts capital, the most important thing is the concentration of capital and it means that we seek and prioritize profit and the accumulation of money above all else and we seek it at any human and environmental cost. That is what that means. And to me, that ideology is not sustainable and cannot be redeemed. So whether you want to call it democratic socialism or techno-futurism or like whatever it is, um, it is because our technological advancement as a society has outpaced our system for handling finite resources because now we are approaching, approaching infinite resources. Because now we are approaching, approaching infinite resources. And how do you, like uh, capitalism is based on scarcity and what happens when there is enough for everyone to eat? What happens when there is enough for everyone to be clothed? Then you have to uh, make scarcity art artificial. And that is what has happened. We have created artificial scarcity. Uh, make scarcity artif artificial. And that is what has happened. We have created artificial scarcity. And that is why we are driven to work 80 hours a week when we are being our most productive at any point in American history. And so we, you know, we should be working the least amount we've ever worked if we were actually paid based on how much wealth we were producing. Mm -hmm. But we're not. We're paid on how little we're desperate enough to accept. And then the rest is skimmed off and given to a billionaire. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I know that you grew up with Star Trek as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like to think of it as full Star Trek socialism is the goal. <laughs>